assemble and welcome to episode 27 of Press YYZ. We're your Canadian point of contact when it comes to all things video games and what we love about them. You can find us on Twitter at PressYYZ where we appreciate any feedback you may have, as well as live in front of a digital studio audience every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash PressYYZ. We're also affiliates, so if you have Twitch Prime, that would be great if you want to hand that our way. I am your host today, Mr. Mitch George, joined by the man of many props, except for tonight, AJ Fraser. I mean, this hat's kind of a prop. It's an N64 hat. I'm wearing a PlayStation shirt. Our floppy-haired fella, Alex Ballant. Avengers Assemble, more like Avengers Divided. Am I right, guys? Oh, shit. Always ready. Alexander uh, Cozy Cozina. That was, uh, I don't know, didn't sound like you were ready on that one. Not in the slightest. That's why that's for you. The phenomenal Nathan McInerney rounds out our cast for the evening. How you doing, sir? I'm doing very good, and I can't wait to play more Fall, fall Guys in the very near future, like right after this recording. Let's, be Let's get on. right into it, everyone. Fall Guys, so good, right? So I literally started playing it about an hour before we recorded the podcast got my first win as well mitch was there to see it in all its glory i was it was wonderful yeah it was great it is probably and i've only played an hour of it or like not even an hour but it's probably some of the most fun i've ever had playing a game just on the sheer like insanity and ragdoll physics of it it's great there's like a skill to it too though like i keep seeing people saying like oh it's just like very simple and messed up but like there's skill to it and making the right jumps and being smooth. Um, there is definitely. Yeah, uh, there there is skill to it. And, you know, I'll, I'll get my my critique of it out of the way now while we're talking about it. And then you guys can throw all your praise on it. I <laughs> I rage quit that thing like twice yesterday when when I was playing it. Now, keep in mind, I was playing it alone. I didn't get to play with you guys. I was watching you on Nate Plays Games stream. Yep. Is that, that the yep. channel name? Nate Plays Games. You got That's it. the one. Yeah, I was watching you guys on his stream and, you know, I booted it up myself and I was playing as well, trying to sneak into your game, but I couldn't get into it. For me personally, I think the comparisons to things like, you know, all the TV shows and stuff, you know, those are obvious and whatnot. Um, and then you've got the game comparisons to things like like a Fusion Frenzy, a Mario Party or a... Um, Gang Beasts, even. Or Human Fall Flat is another one. I think where my hang-up is, is the the comparison to Gang Beasts, right? Now... Gang Beast is just sort of this weird game where you beat up on each other and it's it's weird and wacky and stuff like that. For me, like, I really quickly picked up on how to eat control Gang Beast really easily, whereas Fall Guys, I'm struggling. And I think part of it has to do with the physics of Fall Guys. When you jump off a thing and you land on a person and you fall, like... I feel like you should be able to grab onto the ground if your guy falls over so that you don't fall off the ledge or something. And you should be able to just a little bit more maneuverability would have made it like next next to perfect for me. Other like part of it is probably because I was playing alone. But it, and it, but if I was playing with you guys or other friends or something like that, you know, I may have had a, a better time. But yeah, no, I, I just wound up being incredibly frustrated by it. All right. Now you guys can shower it with praise. I mean, the biggest piece of praise that I think I can possibly give it is the fact that it's free right now on PlayStation Plus. Like, I don't know if I would have bought this game if there wasn't sort of, like, if there wasn't that sort of no barrier to entry with it. Like, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun, but it kind of is, like, for me at least, it was something that I had to play it to kind of believe it. 
and now I really believe it. It's a lot of fun, but it retails for $30. And that's a big ask for people, like just to get the number of people you need to into this game to make it as successful as it's been. On launch day, the servers were just done. There was no getting yeah. into games for like the first half of the day. And then they just brought the whole thing down because which, they, they've put out, there's been over like 1.5 million players, which is just at like, astronomical for a game like this oh i was just gonna say i'd love to see what the divide is on pc versus playstation like it's probably gonna skew way more to playstation but oh absolutely it, it mm -hmm. was still super huge on steam like i think it's on there i think it's number one on steam right now oh it's been it's been trending super high on steam twitch i think it took over as the number one game being streamed on twitch right now that would not be the case if it wasn't in ps plus i i swear by the fact that the the it being in that program has made it a runaway success and probably in the running for a lot of people's game of the year, which is just insane to think about. Well, I said that yesterday while I was playing. I don't know if it'll take over uh, take over Animal Crossing, um, but this is the most it fun I've on had this playing. Show. Yes, it probably will. But this is the most fun I've had playing a game in forever because it's just unadulterated fun and it's wacky and I'm really good at it too. I was getting lots of first place finishes <laughs> oh, yesterday when we good, were playing. Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. Well, like first place, first place in races. I don't think you got to hmm. win on stream. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your secret? Because I, of course, checked out the trophy list for this game, and there's a trophy for winning five episodes in a row. Oh, nobody's gonna be able. No to No one do that. will ever unlock that unless you're like. Did somebody's unlocked company. it already. It's got a 0.1% completion on It's got to be trophy. an employee, right? You got to get stupid lucky. Or... Like that's got to be QA or something. So the trophy is called Infallible. When five episodes in a row on psnprofiles.com, 0.09% of people have gotten it. And in terms of overall, it's like 0.1. Well, that's basically the same statistic. Yeah, yeah it's very, for... very low. Um, okay, so it's getting better. Uh, I had the trophy yesterday for the get five first place finishes, and it was only 05 percent of players. Yeah, but like every other trophy in the like every other trophy in the game is just something that you will you will accrue that over the lifetime of playing the game. Yeah, and there's some weird wacky ones like fall for three seconds and land on your head. So like mm -hmm. there's there's stuff like that that's fun and quirky and will be very fluky to get. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The infallible trophy is just impossibly difficult there is no way more than like 0.1 percent of players will ever have that i mean if they yeah i was they gonna say private lobbies. custom room exactly and yeah. the, everybody we, just we, agrees all right yeah. jake will win this time around yeah well that's what i'm hoping we get custom custom ones and just kind of spam through them i hope we just get it anyway because like this is like the this could be like the ultimate community game like along yeah. with some others like this this really could just like imagine getting like imagine if we got all of kind of funny toronto i was just in a gonna discord, say that in a discord yeah. call all 60 like 60 yeah. players are all people that we know and just playing the game together that would be insanely fun or imagine like doing this at like a land party where you could get 60 people yeah. you know when you're allowed when you're allowed <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but like imagine mm -hmm. having sixty PlayStations all together and just like having people react live. Like this could be such this this game could have some serious legs when it comes to like event type stuff. And AJ, I think mm -hmm. something that I noticed yesterday is playing with friends and something today too. Playing with friends is infinitely more enjoyable in this game than it is playing solo. Yeah. So, actually, can I talk a little bit about that? So, yeah, I played this game myself uh, on my own time with some other friends yesterday, 
And I thought found the experience of playing with friends a little bit underwhelming, where I had a lot of difficulty keeping track of, wait a minute, who in my party is still alive and where are they? And it's the thing where, like, the game's great so far, but I feel like that aspect of the experience, playing together with your friends, IMO, is still in need of improvement. Is Were, were you on voice chat with those friends? Uh, on Discord. Yeah, okay. I guess... We were we were just very vocal the whole time. I think the more you talk, the more you'll get out of the experience. Yeah. Mm. Well, and we got to situations too where we kind of worked together, especially in like that last round, like where you wanted to steal the crown from Nate. Yeah. Or well, I was playing defense for you for a while, trying yeah, to true. let you get the like let let you have the tail, and I was trying to block everybody else. Or when from, you and I you and I were finishing a race one two, but you let me finish first and taunt to get two trophies, which was great. Yeah, I got that taunting trophy this morning. But yeah, no, like, um, I think there's definitely communication. One of the things I'd like to see improved is when you're out of the round or you finish early, you can switch between different people's, like, views. And it'd be much nicer if you could just switch between the people in your party much quicker instead of, like, scrolling through potentially 45 people to yeah. find the people in your party. Like, it's, um, L, it's L1, R1 to switch cameras. So just make L2, R2, like, cycle through party or something. It's not... Yeah. I mean, there's going to be work to do there, but it's not like they don't have the mechanisms available to them. But I don't know how difficult it is on their back end to rather than like not yeah. doing a linear cycle and having to pinpoint specific people. Because when you are in a game with friends, you'll see a little red triangle above their head. So you know where your friends are, but that's all you know, unless you toggle usernames on and off, which I never do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Also, I, I w would like to say that I have invested money into this game and bought both costume packs. Yeah, you're running around as Mr. French Fry the whole time. Yeah, French fries, milkshake, hamburger, unicorn, <laughs> unicorn, large fries, um, chocolate shake. Oh, just I feel like if I'm gonna keep playing it, I I might do that too, just to have the the ability to have fuck around costumes. See, yeah. I will do it to support the devs. Cause yeah, that's why they, I they've put it. out they've put out a a fun party experience that I hope they add co coach co-op to. That, that, that is awesome. one thing I'd love. I think it's on the roadmap. I want to get Carmen in this game even now and just be like, play this because it's three buttons. It's not the most thing, like the most difficult game to comprehend and it's janky as all hell, which is the way it's meant to be. So you're all, mm. there's always going to be that element of the physics get you and, but that's built into the game and it's that, ah, crap. And I'm going to mm. try again. Do, uh, do you, the the do you, the one the one criticism I have, sorry AJ, I'll just this is mm -hmm. it and I'm done. Is when you're making selections in menus, so like when you when you hit ready or you hit back, there's a delay, but there's no indicator that things are loading or working in the background. So I don't know if I've actually hit the button, which can be a little annoying. But like mm -hmm. little grievances in a game that otherwise is one i'm gonna spend a ton of time on until the avengers beta this Friday. yeah um how okay so how much do you think the success of fall guys so far is due to the fact that we you know the the world just needed this game right now like with the you know the state of everything that has happened this year they just need needed a stupid fun party game right now where you you know in a world where you can't exactly be with all your friends in person just try and get you know some um, of your friends online. I don't online. necessarily know if that was that big of a contributor to this game's success. One thing yeah, I will yeah. say is that I feel like it's been a really long time since we've gotten a game uh, of this specific stature launch on the PlayStation Network as a free PlayStation PlayStation Plus game like this. 
Like the last major example that comes to mind is Rocket League. And I'm sure yeah. there's like one or two examples in between then. But the fact that this is another game exactly like that, launching the way it is, I feel like that is more the result of its widespread success than yeah. the state of the world. The, the, the game is built to be successful regardless the state of the world, I think. Yeah, like this is like the ultimate Twitch game as well because you can just like it's so engaging to to watch your favorite streamer like try and win it's the reason why so many battle royales can be successful and then this one has like the added like niche not niche appeal but like just it's not a shooter as well like it's just it's different enough and it you know i think it then also just playstation plus i think you know then elevated that to like this success level that is kind of unparalleled where it did it does crash and you know go down server servers are still held together with band-aids yeah like i think if it was i think if it was free to play or not free to play like it wasn't on ps plus day one i don't think it would have done that but i think it still would have been huge i yeah well if you even if you go back the beta before they announced it was gonna be free and plus people were already playing the beta i had already played some of the beta on steam um, and it was getting lots of positive buzz. It was trending well on Twitch at that point, not as well as it's currently doing, but it was already trending well just during the beta period. Influencers had a lot of fun with it. Um, even Greg Miller's gone on record saying this is one of his E3 game of the years of 20, uh, 2019 or games of show. Yeah. So I think this would have had influencers behind it regardless, which is where it would have caught on. It definitely wouldn't have sold as many copies because of PlayStation Plus, but I think it would have done all right. I, I think this is the most accessible battle royale that has yeah, ever been 100%. released. 100%. Because it is like a, it is an analog stick and three buttons. Are we battle royale? Is that what we're categorizing this game as? Yeah, this is a 60 player multiplayer it 100% experience. 100% is. Yeah. What would you and race to the top? It it's King of the Hill. It's it's Battle Royale. Traditionally, Battle Royales have only been shooters up to this point, except no, for PlayStation haven't. All-Stars. Tetris 99. I said keyword traditionally. That's uh, so people, when people think of a, a Battle Royale, they think of a shooter first, and then they'll think of Tetris, and then they'll think of see, uh, something else. But from, from my perspective, I feel like for a game to be a Battle Royale, everyone has to start out in the s same game state, and that game state has to persist until the end. I, for whatever reason, I think that's very critical to a game being considered a Battle Royale. Do you guys, like, disagree? Or I think, for me, the definition of a Battle Royale has to be a large group of people uh, or players or whatever compete... Uh, to be the last one standing. Yeah, and that's it's the hung, it is the Hunger Games in game form, and I think even though this it, is being it is deep, battle royale in game form. Yeah, if you want to go even further back than the Hunger Games, I was trying to I was trying to make it so Alex understood what it was. AJ. Oh right, sorry. Yeah, that... I I'm going to film school. I've watched that movie, asshole. <laughs> oh, it's it's great. It was released in like 2006. Why are we assuming? I Alex know it's a young person it? joke. 2006 is not that long ago. <laughs> yeah, but you're a baby. Your 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 joke failed miserably. That's all I'm saying. At least it's not as bad as the girth joke. Oh, we haven't made any girthy uh, jokes uh, yet. That joke is perfect. Yeah, no, it's we've not. exceeded. Like it's become so girthy that it has now become lengthy. Okay, we've also spent a lengthy period of time talking about Fall Guys and the fact that we love it, and we're not going to shut up about it between now and the end of the year. Cozy, you've been playing one of my favorite games of all time, and I need to hear more about it. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. I've been playing a little game called Spider Man 2018. Also known as Marvel. Never heard of it. Is 2018 in the title? It's Marvel Spider-Man. I mean, I feel like people call it Spider-Man 2018. The no, they do. They I'm just, I'm just busting your chops. I would have assumed you were talking about like the old one on the GameCube with Tobey Maguire. 
Those ones have Bruce Campbell in it. They're great. Hell yeah. You know, I had completed God of War 2018. I'm like, you know, I feel like I kind of want to get all the other big hits from the PlayStation 4's library out of the way. So purchased my copy, uh, downloaded it up, and started playing. And um, so, like, to start off with the good stuff, I was... I am shocked by how much I am enjoying exploring uh, the Spider-Man games version of New York City. You know, every single Spider-Man game features some version of New York City, but this one is the most, like, photorealistic and detailed one thus far. And I am just so surprised by how much I'm enjoying just running around it and, like, checking out the details and cracks and corners on each and every building in it. I feel like it is so rare nowadays that I fall, find a open world game where I just like sheerly enjoy exploring the world as is and I'm not even that much interested in the like meta objectives that are strewn throughout it, but Spider-Man is totally one of those instances that breaks a mold. It's a really really great in that regard. Where and I want to preface this by saying, you know, I'm not very far into the game, so it remains to be seen if my opinion is swayed. Uh, but I can't say that I'm super riveted thus far by the story. I, I feel like during the past decade, it was like a huge trope in super uh, superhero media that, hey, you know, your favorite uh, friendly neighborhood superhero, Spider-Man, Batman, is actually friends with one of their nemeses. Spider-Man is friends with Dr. Octopus. Batman is friends with the Joker and Harvey Dent. Will they be friends till the end? Spoilers, they don't remain friends. Inevitably, uh, the Joker or Two-Face or Dr. Otto Octavius will betray them and they'll be forced to have a sad, tragic, emotional breakdown to the death in the end. And uh, obviously, I don't know exactly how auto and not Mr. Negative's stories are going to play out over the course of the rest of this game, but I remember like literally the moment I encounter them in this game, it's like, well, I feel like now there's a ticking time bomb to when they're going to betray me. And that is unfortunate and I hope that the next generation of superhero games find more interesting to do with their superheroes' nemeses. It's one of the uh, hardest things to do when you have rec like super recognizable characters like that. Like I remember... Um... I guess spoilers for the Batman Telltale game. I was just going to bring that up. When Harvey Dent shows up, you know it's like, it's only a matter of time. And then when the choice came up to like, because there's a choice to save Harvey or save Selena Kyle, mm. I knew it was like, well, he's going to become, because I knew how Telltale worked. It's like, I knew he's going to become Two-Face anyway, so I'm going to save Selena and try to like work that relationship out. So it's like, you have these super, super recognizable characters, and unless you're, like, really going to try to break the mold with them, like, I think the, uh, speaking of the Batman Telltale games, I think they did that really, really well with the Joker and yeah. also yeah. Harley Quinn, but then well, they kind of go I was going to say with, um, who's the reporter in the first one that ends up, oh, spoilers, Vicky Vale, yeah. being the villain. Yeah. Vicky Vale is not a villain in the comics, and they do this here, re like, yeah, that they, came out they of nowhere, it, and that was they really made good. A, they made a new character for that game, which I really liked, well, but, like a new I mean, character while on a pre-existing character because yeah. like Lady Arkham was a new character. Mm. But like, I really like that. But it's hard to like when you want to do like you want to be faithful, but also still try to do new things. I think the Batman Arkham games also had a had a hard time with that with uh, Arkham Knight specifically with uh, mm. Arkham Knight, that character. I mean, it was very obvious who he was going to be. I won't spoil that one, I guess, even though that game is five years old at this point. So yeah, it's it's yeah. hard for them to balance. They, like they should have just done that as Red Hood. It should have just been Red Hood. I don't know why yeah. they didn't do it, but they didn't. 
But the Arkham Knight is a truly original character, guys. That was what they were saying before the game came out. Yeah, they yeah, did say they that. They wanted to subvert that. the expectation that everyone already had. But I, I do want to stress that even though I can tell that it is only a matter of levels before I face off against Mr. Negative, I still am enjoying the writing of the experience. I'm still enjoying seeing Spider-Man interact with Otto and Aunt May and the whole uh, cast of characters. And, you know, at the end of the day... Uh, you have to you have to kind of like show a salute and respect uh, that part of the experience and i'm looking forward to playing more of it i'd like to talk to you more about the story once uh you finish it yeah definitely speaking of story i finished the imagineering story on disney plus for the third time because it is the best piece of original what? content on that service what is it okay so the imagineering story is a documentary series from leslie iwerks she is the granddaughter I, th I think granddaughter, either granddaughter or great-granddaughter of one of the original creators of Mickey Mouse alongside Walt Disney. And it goes through the entire history of the Disney parks and the story of Imagineering. It, it gives you a deeper appreciation for the people that work at Disney and work on these experiences, especially if you have or have a desire to get to the theme parks. And they don't always, I mean, I've talked about it on this show a bunch, so I won't, I won't spend too much time. They don't just talk about the good stuff. They do talk about the Michael Eisner years where, you know, Disney was only building small parks and people hated them and the some of the, the shortcomings as well. So it's, it's very, very informative. I learned a lot, even watching it for the third time. And the real reason I was watching it is this is this is my chance to plug. Uh, I'm going to be on an upcoming episode of the podcast Disney Plus Us. And I'm going to huh. talk all about it for like two hours with a couple other really, really fun guys. So. When that does come out, I'll link it out. But I had a blast just getting a chance to talk about the show and not talking your guys' ears off about Disney for another episode. Uh, I, I do want to say I am always very impressed when I see the Avatar animatronics. Like, like say what you will about that weird-ass movie, but the animatronics <laughs> are amazing. Oh, no, and, like, having been there, so Flight of Passage is one of the two rides they put into the Avatar world of pandora at the animal kingdom park in walt disney world orlando i will stand by the fact that flight of passage is the best ride i've ever been on that is not a roller coaster and Ooh. i'll leave it at that because it's it's something you just if you have any interest in mechanical engineering or story like or, or like media film immersive tech it's just it 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 takes you right into the experience you feel like you're on pandora and it's I cried coming off that ride. It was so Whoa. overwhelming. It's it's something special. So if you haven't and you have access to Disney Plus, I will argue that that is the best piece of original content and probably one of the best pieces of content period that's on that service. You became one with Newa, the all-seeing tree. I didn't go did on you that have ride. To, did you have to Google that or did you know that off the top of your head? I, I knew it off the top of my head what okay uh Don't we ask will why. make a hard transition then into something nathan's been watching and that's i i have no idea if he's bullshitting or not i'm gonna hard transition into what nathan's been watching and that's the umbrella academy it's very good and i just want to say i'm watching it i'm like five or six episodes into season 10 or season two eh, i can't even talk um but it is more umbrella academy and if you enjoyed the first season my feeling is you will also enjoy this season because it is that good but yeah, the Umbrella Academy is great, and if you like good shows, then you should watch it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm six episodes into season two, I think, or I'm on episode six. 
and I freaking love it. It's so good. Yeah. Fun fact, the Umbrella Academy, based on a comic, the comic yep. created by Gerard Way, Gerard Way. lead yeah. singer of mm. My Chemical Romance. So if you're an MCR fan, there's a lot of aesthetic similarities in the comic to some of their art that they've had on their albums and stuff. Not a, not as much of it carries over to the show, but the show is really, really good. Yeah, I, I kind of want to go and read the comics now, especially because I'm about to go to the cottage for several weeks or for a week and a bit. So not several weeks, thank God. <laughs> but um, I don't want to spoil the show because I've read the comic. Yeah, that's that's understandable. Yeah, so if you want to check out The Umbrella Academy, it's real, real good. Uh, speaking yeah. of reading things, you have to read things when they are on the labels of boxes after you move locations of your living. Alex, you moved. First off, great segue. Two, Thank bold, you. Of you to, bold of you to assume I labeled any of my boxes. Three. Wait, also true. Hold, hold on, everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, we have to interrupt the show. Earlier, I said that the tree in Avatar was called Newa. Um, it's actually Awa, and it's not actually the tree itself. Awa is the guiding force and deity of Pandora, and the tree is like a catalyst, basically, for the god or something to that effect. All right, keep Boo, going. Boo, fake fan. Boo. The only thing I remember of Avatar is Jake Sully, and that's just because of that one funhouse bit that Elise does all the time. The where only she thing dresses I... up in the Avatar makeup. The only thing I remember about Avatar is that it's a ripoff scene for scene of Pocahontas. But with Halo Max. Um, so yeah. But I with moved. Halo Max, yes. I, I moved. Um, if you couldn't tell, the location is a bit different. Uh, you yeah. you mean you by moved? You mean you just turned your desk around the other way, right? Yeah. This was this was uh, yeah. what was behind me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I am. It's just uh, th- so I spent all day yesterday, uh, Tuesday, August fourth, uh, just unpacking everything, and I've pretty much got everything all set up um i moved because i'm going to be living closer to school because i don't want to do two hour uh ttc rides anymore because as someone who did that for four years you're making the right choice yeah i did that for less than a year less than one year and i already knew that i wanted to change that but yeah so one of the the coolest things that I've done is I have a 65 foot light strip that goes around the entire room. So when it actually gets dark, I get this really cool atmospheric lighting. If you go onto my Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash blatantly underscore Alex, plug, plug, plug. Uh, there's a really cool picture that I took of me like sitting at my desk, like with all like the neon lighting and just kind of vibing with it. So I love it. It's super atmospheric and just, I'm, it feels it's kind of weird. I had this like I had this thought this morning of like it feels like I'm in like a motel or a hotel right now because it doesn't feel like I'm this doesn't feel like home yet. So, you know, talk to me in a week and I'll see how I'm feeling. Yeah, but. I I I felt that way when I moved into this apartment for probably like 3 to 4 months. It just felt yeah. off. Like I wasn't I was sleeping in a place that isn't where I should be sleeping. Eventually that feeling fades where I was mm-hmm. just like when I lived at home still, I, I didn't have a room. It was just a bed in the basement, like in the rec room. So when mm-hmm. I moved in here, I had a door on my bedroom, which was weird <laughs> for a very long time. And mm-hmm. it's just those little things that are different that uh, that you get over uh, with, as time passes. Yeah. So I have a quick question about the lighting in your room, Alex. Can mm-hmm. you control the coloration of your lights? Because previously, before we went live, it was blue to the max. And now it's a rosy warm red. Is it like a remote or is it through your computer? So I have 
the light strip is uh, the light strip has its own individual remote that I basically just take yeah. to the wall. It's right by the light switch, so it's almost like every time I enter the room, I get to be like Tony Stark and go boop 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 boop, and then turn on my lights. It's <laughs> really cool, and I'm also a child. Uh, then I have two lamps. One of them is in the corner over there because it's not plugged in because I don't have a table yet for it. But um, the other two lamps are controlled by my phone. I've got uh, the like Wi-Fi light bulbs in them, so I can change the colors to whatever I want, and I love playing around with it. So the next thing you the next thing you need to get is either a Google Home or an, an Amazon. I'm not going to say the word, or mine will wake up, because mm -hmm. being able to enter my house and be like keyword I'm home or keyword shut the fuck up is so satisfying. Yeah, yeah Alexa. I love my Google Home. Alexa, order 60 plastic bags. My headphones are on, you dingus. Somebody is going to be very upset by you in, like, a week. Speaking <laughs> of people being upset, AJ, what have you been playing this week? Um. Okay, so really quick, I've been... I, I jumped into uh, Halo 5, but on xCloud, just because um, I had forgotten... Uh, a lot of that game, uh, and as discussed in previous podcasts, probably for good reason, but I'm not hating it. I'm trying to approach it optimistically and trying to see the value in there at the moment. Um, I will say uh, one of my criticisms right off the bat in like the first mission, um, which is called Osiris, which is... Uh, Locks team. You don't want the players of your game to sit through something they would they should be playing. And the opening scene is so friggin' cool where they they skydive like onto this planet and they're like ski like skiing like tribes ascend down a mountain or or like sliding down a hill like uh like an apex or something like that and they're jumping off shit and they're beating the covenant down and everything shooting things and just. Like, imagine if, like, there were parts of that 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 were, I'm not saying quick time event interactive, but, like, they could have found a way to make that different. Like they, were and they were showing things in that cutscene of, like, part of the, like, I, I don't remember any of their names, but, like, the red one going inside a ship and taking out the veil. pilot and then the ship veil. Oh, man. Yeah. I think it was Laura Bailey. Well, it was. Whatever. Who cares? Um. I care. Who cares about any of those characters? Um, like she goes inside the ship and she takes down the pilot and the ship crashes. Like, imagine if you got to do that in gameplay. Yeah, but that would have been that would have been cool. It literally like that cutscene ends, it ends right at the bottom of the cliff, and then you're supposed to play and you're just like, wow, I really wish I could have done that whole thing. Like, it just it's such a yeah weird decision, and mm -hmm. I think that I think that's the antithesis of three four three's approach with that game. It's just like, why did you decide? this was the best option yeah and i mean they they tried to be open and honest with like the second spartan team and you were going to be going back and forth because it was a surprise in halo 2 that uh the fans actually didn't like at first mm -hmm. uh going back and forth uh, to the arbiter but um there was a notorious leak about it and people were very upset yeah and um you know everybody ended up liking it in the end so i guess they figured it would be Oh, you know what? If we if we're honest with them at the at the beginning, you know they'll you know they'll understand. And you know what? the The game should have just been all all. I I actually don't mind the the fact that it's you're you're not alone and you're with your your blue uh, blue team uh, with the Master Chief and everything like that. But it should have just been all uh, Master Chief and blue team. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's about what I've been doing. 
Sweet. How is it I'm on good. xCloud specifically? Because I know Halo 5 is super, super fast-paced. Like, that was yeah. that's like part of like the, the gameplay um, design of it. So how is it playing that on xCloud? Uh, it, it's actually fine. So I'm, uh, I've got a, ga a game clip on my uh, PS4 controller, so that's what I'm using to play it. Um, and uh, aside from being, um, you know, a little bit, the, the video specifically looking a little compressed, um, as long as my... Um, my my router uh, doesn't automatically switch me over to 2.4 gigahertz instead of 5 gigahertz. Um, it's absolutely fine, uh, uh, if not a little compressed on the phone. Okay. Um, okay. So, but uh, otherwise, it plays fine. It's, it's it's Halo Five, especially like with the HUD of Halo Five, where they took up some of the screen real estate with like the inside of your helmet instead of mm -hmm. just the HUD. Right. Um, uh, which was is an interesting choice. I think they actually did show enough of the screen, and there is enough stuff visible that you can easily land headshots and whatnot when you're just fighting the the alien bad guys. So, yeah, I I I am look, approaching this optimistically, and I am I am two levels in, and I am enjoying myself. So, what device uh, are you playing on? Uh, Pixel Four XL. A Pixel 4 XL. It's a great phone. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I just want to say very quickly uh, that uh, on my personal Twitch channel recently, I did a commentated playthrough of a game that I recently made ah, yes. in Core. Oh, uh, you right. Might remember, yeah. You might remember how previously I made a game called Planet of the Toilet Toads in Core for the kind of funny game jam, which was a third-person uh, squad-based shooter in which you defeat Toilet Toads and attempt to capture points on the planet of the Toilet Toads. Um, this is my follow-up to it. It is a, uh, I guess, like first-person exploration puzzle adventure game in the vein of experiences like uh, Dear Esther or Gone Home. Uh, it uh, will take you about five minutes, but if you would prefer not to play it and just watch someone else play it, you can go to my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash Live and watch me play through it and kind of talk through my creative process. Uh, I it was, I had a really fun time making the game and I had a really fun time playing it and talking about it there. So go and check it out if it's of any interest to you. Do you, do you need somebody to make a thumbnail for the VOD of that? Because I can uh, do that. Yeah, maybe, yeah, actually. Yeah? I, I, I'd appreciate it. We'll talk. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's, yeah, sure. We'll talk about it off air. Sure. So you'll talk about that off air, but what we will talk about on air is the news, courtesy of Bloomberg News, that uh, Blizzard workers have started sharing their salaries in revolt over wage disparities, coming to us via, you know, great, great reporter Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. And yeah, employees at Activision Blizzard are pissed and have started circulating a spreadsheet to anonymously share their salaries as well as recent pay increases which is just the latest example of rising tension in the industry over wage disparity and executive compensation. Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick is, you know, notoriously known for how much freaking money he makes every year. And it's so awful to see people who love what they're working on if they're at Activision Blizzard because part of working there is the pedigree of knowing you're working on some of the biggest yeah. video game properties in the world but you're taking a cut versus what you can make at other places because you you want to stay and work on these things you love and that's not a great way to treat your employees so have you guys it, had a chance to check out this news what do you think it just really feels like blizzard 
is continuously falling from grace. Like they've been doing it for the last couple of years, and just mm-hmm. the fact that they even just like kind of treat their employees like this, and you know that this even had to be a thing. I'm really glad that we're finding out about this. Just continuing to remove that curtain on Activision Blizzard and just showing just how much fucked up that company is and how terrible, like stuff like this is. Like you know what? Shit on EA all you want. You you never hear shit about this from them. Like you like you don't hear stuff about this well, from them. Here's well, here's the thing. Maybe this is going to inspire other people at other companies um to try and do the same because you you know, it's 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 a bit of a fallacy that um companies try to say that no, you're not allowed to talk about your wage. At least here in Canada, it's it's against the law for them to suggest that. Um and, you know, they have other ways of kind of bullshitting around, you know, like, oh, hey, whatever we talked about in this meeting is confidential, you know, that sort of thing. That doesn't mean you can't talk about the raise you just got, but they try to spin it that way. In in my opinion, you know, we should be more open outwardly about the wages that we make. Like, I'm not saying out yourself here on this podcast, but like with your coworkers to try and force these big companies and people like Bobby Kotick um, to, to to just do better for, for their employees at the bottom who made them those millions and are struggling themselves to make ends meet. Yeah, like examples in the article. Uh, so a lot of like producers and engineers in video games will, will make a reasonable wage, but yeah. oftentimes game testers and customer QA. service representatives, they're going to be making nothing they're gonna make minimum wage living in some of the most expensive cities in the world because a lot of these companies take up residence where you know talent is at a premium and those places are going to be more expensive to live in traditionally and Mm -hmm. something i really hope from all of this and there's been you know whirling rumors that for a company this large if activision employees decided they wanted to unionize they could totally make it happen it would be it would be really 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 hard but for a company of that size, like they could totally overrun management when it came to having talks of union unionization. We've seen this in recent years from other industries and from other developers, and it would be great to see employees decide that they can rise above what it is that they're, you know, being told at this employer because what the way they're being treated is not right. The way Bobby Kotick is being compensated when everyone under him is doing the bulk of the work is not right, and Hopefully we see some change come from this. Yeah. I just want, mm. I want Blizzard to like re like more than anything. I want Blizzard to regain that statute, that status that they once had of like, this is one of the best company, like one of the best developers working today. And they just, for so many reasons are fallen so far from that. We, we had a similar issue with Bungie and destiny uh, in, in that regard with like, Hey, you know, destiny could have been, a better game like even though so many people do like and love that game it could have been better if it weren't gutted because activision wanted to push it out a year early yep so and we may be seeing that similar thing happening in another title and it is the reason that i am wearing an avengers hoodie tonight and uh that game is marvel's avengers and we've gotten some more news this week that I will politely say has rubbed some fans the wrong way. Uh, I can't think of anyone who's actually like happy with this besides like 
hardcore fanboys. Yeah, the play sla- play slaves rejoice. Let's let people know what the news is and then get into it. Uh, I mean, I feel like they already know what the news is <laughs> if they're watching for those this podcast living under a rock it. who do not keep up with what's going on over at ye old PlayStation blog. Like my girlfriend, con- it has been confirmed that Spider-Man will be coming exclusively to PlayStation consoles in Marvel's Avengers. I feel like, to what you guys were just saying, this is one of those news stories where the moment it broke, people were immediately like, oh man, this is kind of crappy. There wasn't a grace period where people were like, oh man, Spider-Man's coming to PlayStation. It was like, immediately, hmm, this is problematic, we need to talk about it. Because I think we've gotten to a we've gotten to a point in 2020 where these exclusivity deals for content in games, like exclusive games, is one thing, yeah. But content exclusivity has mm-hmm. kind of gone away. So to see this almost backtracking is strange. Um, this is also just completely. I think this this is completely different to say a year ago when the Call of Duty Modern Warfare like that one specific mode got locked to PlayStation for a year. People were upset about that, but it didn't really matter. This is Spider-Man. This is Marvel's literal most popular character being locked off from two-thirds of the player base. To to add to that, to add to that, the day after they announced that Spider-Man was going to be exclusive on PlayStation, they detailed more of the content that was going to be timed exclusive to PlayStation. And that is there's some community challenges and cosmetics and things like that that will be timed on PS4 and PS5. Which is fine, because when the game was announced, it was announced with the expectation and with the idea that PlayStation was getting exclusive content. And people joked about, oh yeah, what if Spider-Man's exclusive to PlayStation because, you know, uh, Marvel's Mm. Spider-Man. And that actually happened, and people are losing their goddamn minds on the internet. Yeah, it's too bad. It's also, like, people were bringing up briefly uh, comparisons to, what is it, Soul Calibur 2 back in the day, which had exclusive characters like Link only, and Spawn Only one of them and whatnot. Well, yeah, yes, but, but also it's like, yes, you know... Hachi was the, the one that mattered. Yes, <laughs> he was uh, the best character. The, no. The, dif- the difference between something like that and this, right, is that Link was somebody who had always been a Nintendo IP, always was exclusively associated with uh, that specific platform. Spider-Man someone who, up until recently, you know, has appeared across all the various different consoles, and it's only very recently that Sony has sort of tried to lock him down as a PlayStation exclusive character, and it's pretty shitty. It's, yeah, but like, it's it's effective. People are people were already pl- planning on buying the PlayStation version because it was going to get exclusive content, and now that exclusive content is literally the most popular character Marvel has. Their stranglehold on Spider-Man across all forms of media is except Marvel been, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three go Switch, which is Yay! which is which is you know funny because it's literally the same voice actor too for Spider-Man. <laughs> But yeah. which regardless, do you guys like, think do you guys think Yuri Lowenthal is going to be back for this Spider-Man? I wouldn't doubt it. I yeah. here's the thing. I hope they don't do that because this is clearly not going to be Insomniac Spider-Man in the Avengers game. So but if I mean, you neither, have that neither, voice, neither was the Marvel Ultimate Alliance Spider-Man. But and they that's, still got dif- that's different enough because like the art style to that game is so much different that this is like if you have a realistic looking Spider-Man with like photo realistic graphics that they're going for like in this art style of Avengers. And then also if you have like, there's no doubt that the white spider is going to be an unlockable costume 
Like, there's no fucking doubt about that. Oh, 100%. If you have, if you have Yuri's voice coming out of it, I think that just muddies the waters a little bit. I mean, I would be cool because I think he's a perfect Spider-Man, but I also kind of, like, you know, get someone different. Or just, you know, put some attention to other heroes that aren't Spider-Man. They should get whoever voiced Hayachi no. in SoCal. <laughs> this is who they're going to get, and hear me out, because I think it would actually be really good. They get Drake Bell. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That would oh, be my, so he's good. so fucking good as Spider-Man. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. So Drake, Drake and Josh. Bell, I'm not Drake familiar Bell with Drake starred Bell. in a Nickelodeon show known as Drake and, D Drake and Josh, which if you want to find video of that, that would be fun. The Amanda show. Yep. All that. Yep. Yeah, he was one of those Nickelodeon kids, uh, but he voiced Spider-Man in the Ultimate Spider-Man show. If I remember correctly, it wasn't very good, but he was good in it. Mm. I thought it was very good. Was or that no. the one that came was after he... Spectacular? Spider -Man? I was going to say, was he Spectacular or Ultimate? I... No, he definitely wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't in Spectacular. He wasn't in that. I know that for sure. He yeah, was, so it I had to have been wasn't... Ultimate Spider-Man, which was yeah. I liked it, and he it's was great. Fine. Uh, am I get? I'm going to go on a limb here and say that Drake Bell Viva. It might actually be because he is like he does make music yeah okay did, did you do a song called fuego lento it's possible he's an adult now can i can i just Carmen segue back confirms. to something yes yeah go, yeah, ahead. go for it <laughs> um so uh cozy brought up uh that the person who voiced hayachi and soul caliber 2 should voice uh spider-man is actually uh kevin michael richardson voiced him and oh, spawn wow in the game so he's actually quite oh. the uh well-known voice actor and potentially <laughs> like, could do that so it is so back to back to this exclusive deal because we kind of got a little bit sidetracked um i my biggest there's a <laughs> few the the biggest concern that i have with this is if you are locking spider-man behind this console wall that how much time and attention are they going to put into spider-man i know he's a big deal but two-thirds of the players are not going to be playing him. So is he going to be integrated uh, no, into... Um, two, one quarter of SKUs won't be playing him. You can't forget Stadia. But I think in terms of ah, number of players... Well, you're welcome, AJ. In terms of number <laughs> of players overall... I do... Yes, people will be playing it more on PlayStation 4. Even before this announcement, they yeah. were going to. Just by sheer number of consoles. Yeah. That's fair. I'm just, like, I'm worried, like, what are they going to do? Are they going to be integrating him into the stories that they're going to, like, the future stories that they're going to be having? If That's my thing. Can, they can't. Like, are they going to integrate him into the cutscenes and have him be on the Xbox version, but you can't play as him? Like, there's that so many. That would be awful. Yeah. That, but, like, but you want Spider-Man, if you're going to put Spider-Man in your Avengers game, you want him to be significant. How are they gonna do? How are they gonna balance that with the place to, with the Xbox and the the PC it'll, version? It'll be you like the trailer. It'll be like the trailers for Captain America: Civil War, where they just green screened him out. They edited Spider Man in, out of the trailers. But that means that he can't have any story significance. Like it, there's... in my opinion, what what should have happened was he comes out on all the other platforms because he's just a good advertisement for. PlayStation's Spider-Man solo experience game. I want this to be timed exclusive more than anything, but we, we I don't yeah. think we're ever going to get confirmation of that because of the legalese of this contract. Yeah. Not for not for a not until it comes out on Xbox and PC that we will know if it is timed exclusive or not. And I I believe that it probably will. Um 
I think it'll probably be like that yeah. Call of Duty mode where it's a are those I think there's a Destiny raid that is exclusive to PlayStation where it's like a year long. And and that backfired on Ooh. them real bad. Yeah. Like this is like this is peak scumbag move because my biggest I was going to play this game on PlayStation no matter what because that's where everyone who I know who is getting this game is going to be playing it. My biggest thing is, is like now the Xbox and PC versions of these games are objectively worse than the PlayStation version, just because you are literally missing content. And one of the biggest things that they've been advertising is that all the post-game heroes are going to be free. So you have this, you're telling people, please spend the same amount of money for this objectively worse well, version worse, of our game. lesser. Right. And, and yeah, we, okay. we, that's, we, you know, that's, we, that's we already knew that the other versions were going to be lesser because of the announcement of exclusive PlayStation content. We didn't know to what scale that was going to be until this week, literally a week before launch, they yeah. detailed the, the community challenge things and Spider-Man. And I know that the contracts around Spider-Man have been notoriously difficult to negotiate it's only but the film he, rights. It's only the yeah, film rights. Yeah, I know, but it seemed... We say that, but I don't think that's a. I don't think that... Like, they didn't have much to say for this other than we're really excited to work on Spider-Man. So I don't think this is something they've been working on for very long. If they had announced this when they first announced the game of Spider-Man exclusive to PlayStation as part of, like, a reveal, like, a year or two ago, it would have yeah. hurt, sure. But it would have been a lot less painful than literally a month before long. Like clearly, this is like this must have been a deal that like just like that just got finalized because we literally only saw like the Avengers logo with the little Spider-Man tag on the bottom of it. So it's like this clearly hasn't been in developer development for very long. But they probably just want to try to start generating hype for it. I just also wish that because Spider-Man is already he already has his own badass. Uh, ps4 game it's getting a sequel we're getting one this year like a, a spin-off game in that universe why does spider-man need to be an avenger so That's true. early please shine a light please shine a light on some of these other heroes who haven't gotten their time to have an amazing ps4 game like just i want i want like i love spider-man spider-man's my favorite marvel hero he's my he's probably my favorite fictional character i'm with i'm with you there i kind of wish he wasn't in this game at least not initially like i don't know I would like Squirrel Girl in the game. Hell yeah. Squirrel Girl, fucking Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Howard the, the Galaxy, Duck. the Fantastic Four, the X-Men. There's Inhumans. so many more options that I would have rather had than Spider-Man. No, don't Good put one. any humans in it. I have an idea. What if they pull a punch out Make them and all in the Xbox and... No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. What if in the Xbox and Sadie and all the other versions of Marvel's Avengers, they replace Spider-Man with a very similar character who nonetheless looks a slight bit different and has a slightly different name? So you're saying that they're going to feature Night Monkey in the other versions of the game? Yeah, there's been a lot of people who've made that Photoshop of adding Night the Monkey Xbox. into it or just our grapple hook guy or just something like that. Like, How you know about? What? I would have been okay with that. I mean, or... Private Jeebus actually in our KFTO Discord had the best possible version of this is Xbox and PC get Miles Morales and then Which PS4 would never happen because they're putting out a Miles Morales game. I know it shit, wouldn't. Right? So it's I was gonna say I they could get Spider Gwen. Or Spider Gwen or Spider Man twenty ninety nine or Spider Man Noir or shirtless Spider Man. I think millions. we're underestimating the intricacies of the contract that Marvel yeah. has with Sony for the for, for the, the movie, no for the right. Spider Man games even. I think there was a lot. There, there's probably yeah, a lot more maybe. in that, like keeping it off other consoles, and they probably have to go to 
like I don't know. I'm again, this is all speculative. There's probably a lot they have to clear yeah, with we'll Sony from a game like with PlayStation from a game's perspective. So maybe it is that oh yeah, yep. since Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 was funded by Nintendo and never coming to a Sony platform, sure, Spider-Man characters can be wherever you want. We don't care. It's not competition. At this In point some... it's competition and maybe that's driving some of this. Mm-hmm. Cuz Marvel has a tight like Marvel just has a tighter relationship with PlayStation than anyone else yeah. and that's it for me. Go. Insomniac was very very clear that Marvel Spider-Man would not exist if it wasn't for PlayStation. So there's definitely a lot. There's a definitely a very tight relationship between Marvel games, PlayStation, and I'm sure the same is yeah. I'm sure the well, same look is at true Iron, Man. Iron Man and we've heard the same about Marvel Ultimate. Yeah. They yeah, said yeah, Marvel sure. Ultimate Alliance 3 would not have happened without Nintendo. Even though it was Team Ninja that worked on it, mm-hmm. without Nintendo's funding it doesn't happen. So the Marvel game strategy is interesting. Mm-hmm. And we could probably talk about Avengers for another three hours. So we should probably so move on. So let's hope Xbox does something. Please, Xbox, work with Marvel. I think they should just straight up feature Mr. Dream from Punch-Out! instead of Spider-Man. Put Master Chief in Avengers. <laughs> All right, <laughs> He's let's... got a grapple okay. hook now. So eh? One last thing. I'm sorry. Marvel means a lot to me. So what, I, what would be cool to see is the rumored... Eidos Montreal Guardians of the Galaxy game comes back exclusive to the Xbox Series X. That's honestly what I want to yeah. see. And with that, I just want Marvel to get in bed with They Xbox have to. And, and with that, I think we should move on. The next news story we have was broken on Twitter <laughs> by Jeff Keighley in that we kind of got confirmation of something we already knew and that a standalone version of GTA Online will be released for free for PlayStation Plus subscribers when the PlayStation 5 version of gta 5 launches in 2021 wasn't this said at the playstation it wasn't this clear i thought that was Mm. okay i i don't think they said playstation uh sorry uh gta 5 would be coming but they didn't say that gta online would be standalone no they this is that was just confirmed online was going to be free for playstation plus subscribers so the assumption was there would be a standalone? Wow. Well, okay. Yeah. I'm, I, I didn't make that connection. I would have just assumed that hey, buy GTA Five and you don't need Plus to nope. play online. I'm really so. happy that they are doing this in the sense that now for all the people who want to play, like if they want to just hop into the multiplayer, they can theoretically just download the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I hope they do the same thing with the single player. Let me just download the single player. I know it's still going to be huge, but not as big. You know, just. It's nice that I like more. I like the idea of more game companies dividing their games up by download, so you can choose. It's like if I just want to play the multiplayer, I can just play the multiplayer. If I want to just play, and I mean they've talked about that being a feature in <laughs> next gen of compartmentalizing games in such a way that you're only going to need to download the pieces you want, not the whole kit and caboodle. So okay, do you think Activision is going to play ball with that because you have to download the entirety of Modern Warfare? just to play the Warzone Battle Royale. They used to do that on Steam, so it's not that they're completely against it. I think the reason why they did that was because Warzone is free to play, so it's like if you get them to download Warzone the and then yeah. be like, hey, why don't you play Modern Warfare? It's already downloaded. All you need to do is give us the money for it, and you can immediately start playing. I think that was a very specific decision. I think when we see the next Call of Duty, I think... I mean, I I don't own these games on Battle.net, but when they were on Steam before, you could just download the multiplayer or you could just download the single player if you wanted. So they're not inherently against that. 
And so I think this was a very, I think Warzone was a very, very deliberate We're not talking decision. about Warzone or Call mm. of Duty or this news really right now. So let's move on to actual news. And that is the Street Fighter V summer update. I care nothing for Street Fighter V. Nathan, take it away. Ooh, this was exciting. Um, they had a video today talking about a bunch of the new characters coming to Street Fighter. So uh, because they are doing a season five and it's going to be the last season of um, Street Fighter content. So they announced four four of the five upcoming characters. The first one is a fan favorite and Dan Hibiki, who is one of the most terrible characters in the game, but he's super fun to just play as. Then we've got Rose returning from the Alpha series. Uh, she was also in Street Fighter 4, uh, but she's also a fan favorite. So it's good to see her. Oro, who's coming, uh, hasn't been in a game since Street Fighter Third Strike, is going to be coming uh, to the series, uh, back to the series, which is excellent. There's not a lot of Street Fighter Three characters um, that make a lot of reappearances, so that's cool. And then the biggest out of left field, most exciting moment is that the last character, the four of the five characters that they announced, isn't from a Street Fighter game. It's from the Rival Schools games. Um, the last time we had a Rival Schools game was on the Sega Dreamcast with Project Justice. So Akira uh, from Rival Schools will be joining the roster of Street Fighter V. And that gives me hope that we see um, another Rival Schools at some point here because it's been a long time. There's also been some other stuff here. There's going to be a free trial of Street Fighter V coming up and they've got all of the... Uh, games on sale right now for purchase and the timing for this new season five roadmap that they're going to be releasing everything for yeah no it, it, um, a lot of just cool stuff they even got uh, kenny omega to make some announcements uh including some new aew crossover aew uh crossover street fighter shirts which will be yeah, available actually, i well. think i saw cody Neat. wearing a street fighter cross AEW shirt on last week's dynamite that was cool yeah they've got one with uh dan habiki and kenny omega playing uh street fighter 2 on arcade one of the street fighter games on arcade yeah, the against cody each other. one i think was m bison which i think is great and is indicative of a near yeah. of an upcoming heel turn which i'm all here for but we're not here really to talk about aew we're here to talk about halo right alex hell yeah so interesting news coming out after um so on a a toy website for the xbox series x like the pre-order page like the pending page there was a leak about halo multiplayer being free to play and then it was confirmed by halo that the multiplayer is will be free to play will support 120 frames on xbox series x uh which the obviously the free to play part is the uh is the big news I have some reservations about this because free to play means microtransactions, like means heavily monetized. Halo 5, even though it wasn't free to play, had a very notoriously bad monetization scheme with the rec packs, and everyone hated it. 343 has come out and said that they're not doing rec packs anymore, so it'll be interesting to see what they're going to do. The theory is that they're probably going to do a battle pass, which they've already dabbled with with the Master Chief collection that they've added in. So they're, they've gotten their feet wet with it. I think a battle pass is probably the best way to do it. It depends what the unlocks are going to be. But the biggest thing about this is just I'm really happy that this is going to be the case because it means that the player base for this game is going to be huge at launch no matter what. Because I even there's some people who are even like, oh, the game pass $15 is too much of a too much of a hill for me to go over so now there's literally no barrier to entry with this game and that means that the player base and eventually when there is a battle royale mode because there probably will be it's like, gonna happen it's inevitable uh, it means that there's yeah 
they're, it, they're, it build, they're building Halo Infinite to be a platform. It's not going to be an individual experience. Maybe they release more single-player content, mm-hmm. but the Halo multiplayer client, whatever it's going to be, is going to be a platform that lives on throughout this next generation, even though Microsoft isn't believing in generations anymore. And I think it's, I think it's the right move for Halo multiplayer, honestly, and it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I, I do, too. I do, too. Okay. Halo, ODST... But it's the battle royale, and where you you already got people dropping in. Imagine you're you're dropping onto the Halo ring, and it's you know it would be uh, super cool. Like, but it, first, it's it's about first person oh. like the game. Like, I would I would love that. There, the pieces are there. Yeah, we just and need that, to the, see it. the pieces, the lore pieces are there already. Like you could yeah. it, like it's 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 they. Do I have faith in that they're gonna do it right? I think they'll get. M- at least halfway right, and then they can yeah. fix it in post later, well, that, right? And that's the thing. So. Is we'll it's going we'll to be a platform, right? So they might not get it right initially. The monetization could be awful, but they can fix it. it they can always fix okay. it. And yeah. I think... Yeah. yeah. I am I just think it's it's awesome. There's going to be a huge player base at launch. I'm excited about that because I I'm like I'm going to be in there 100% player. day one with you. And uh, there, there's reasons uh, for that, and yes. we'll talk about that in a bit. But for now... Let's head into read slash watch all the things. And, oh, God damn it! who put another friggin' Spider-Man article in here? Oh, right, that was me. Um, <laughs> so, over on Forbes, Paul Tassi, a senior contributor over there, wrote a great expose, or a great opinion piece from Paul Tassi over at Forbes on why Spider-Man in Sony's Avengers is bad for all players, including those playing on PlayStation. And it's a very interesting read regardless of whether or not you agree with it because i know there are people that are very much it is very a very polarizing it is a phenomenal business move but a crappy pr move i either way it's a great read if you want to go check that out uh the next thing that we have is one that i know is near and dear to a couple of our uh our host hearts and that's that akihabara is saying goodbye to the landmark giant sega arcade as it is closing for good this means arcades are dead right like they've been dead for 20 plus years but cozy yeah. aj i know this one's closer well, for you guys because you've been here so uh take it away go ahead cozy i mean it, it doesn't specifically mean that arcades are dead in fact in general in japan arcades are i wouldn't say that they're thriving but they've managed to find their niche and they managed to hold on to that niche for a while it's not totally clear exactly why this arcade is closing uh, undeniably, the kind of lack of foot traffic as a result of COVID-19 is partially to blame, but apparently it was sort of on the fritz even before COVID-19 swept the world. Um, it's too bad. Uh, I previously uh, visited Akihabara when I was living in Japan in 2016 and 2017, and I was searching through my photos previously. Unfortunately, I did not take any pictures of that building specifically, but I very distinctly remember that building. It was, it's one of the most iconic buildings in that district, and it's going to be sad to see it go. In Japan, it, it's kind of a landmark. If, if you've seen pictures of Akihabara, it's the... Sega building with the escalators on the basically on the outside with Sega written on the side. It's it's just super cool, super futuristic Japan looking. Um, and it's uh, I I think it says it says less about arcades and more about Sega at this point. Yeah, so it's unfortunate that that's happening. But what isn't as or what is also not maybe not equally unfortunate, but you know, a bit of a slip up is that a Zelda recipe has appeared in a serious novel. Uh, by a serious author after they 
supposedly rushed a Google search and just copied something into their book. Is that plagiarism? See, it would have been fun Kinda. if that was like a reference. But is it plagiarism though? Okay, so John Boyne, the author behind the acclaimed Boy in the Striped Pajamas, says he must have done a Google search and copied it over after several ingredients from Zelda appeared in his most recent book, A Traveler at the Gates of Wisdom, which is just hilarious. And I, I, I want to read the quote from the book verbatim, the sentence, because it just is as outrageous as you would think. In addition, for the red I had used for Abrilla's dress, I employed spicy pepper, the tale of the red lizalfos, and four hillian shrooms. Really? Yep. God damn it. Isn't it Hylillian? Yeah, it's Hylian. Sounds like a fake fan to me. Whatever, we're moving on. Uh, when Xbox announced that xCloud was coming in September, they also showed off a whole bunch of new gaming accessories for xCloud. That's neat. Yeah. They also said it isn't coming to iOS. Which makes, makes sense sad. because iOS uh, terms of service does not allow you to build apps that do cloud streaming. If it is a cloud streaming app, you have to physically own the computer that it is streaming from. And that is why apps like Stadia mm. and like xCloud are I think very... Stadia works now. And it works nope. with the remote play too, right? Like for PlayStation. Remote, you, own, you physically own the PlayStation for remote play. Oh, so yeah. that's where, where they get around it. So that that is the crux of the problem is with Apple and their antiquated policy of not allowing uh, cloud streaming on their platform. And hopefully it changes very, very soon. Or you get all get pixels. Just saying. But then yeah. I would have to get a Pixel. The uh, hey, the pic. Listen, the Pixel 4a just got announced for pre-order, and it's it's their their budget version, and it's actually surprisingly good according to MKBHD. I'm getting one for uh, my Car wife. Carmen, Carmen has the budget iPhone, the iPhone SE, and it is also very good. And you would not, you could not pay me. Actually, no, you could probably pay me. <laughs> to switch from iOS to Android, but if, I've done. If it I've was a free it, phone back. for you, maybe. Like, I've gone back and forth. My first smartphone was the HTC Desire Z, which Ooh. had a different name in the U.S., but it was essentially an Android phone with a physical keyboard that was very neat. And I'm sure Cozy's going to find a picture of it. Wait, was it the Dream, the HTC Dream? HTC Desire Z. <laughs> yeah, it would have a different name in the U.S. It'd be Desire Z. No, it was it was like a, it was a brand, it was I think it was a Google branded phone in the U.S. when it launched. Well, that'd be the but Google weird. one. It, it like came up and out a little bit. No, no. Mid, okay, so but... you're talking about the HTC Dream. Yes, the HTC Dream. I had that phone. It was the first Android phone released in uh, Canada. Um, yeah, yeah, I I when I at the point that I got it, it was called the Desire Z. So I had an Android. I went from that to an iPhone five, back to a Samsung Galaxy S five. And then ultimately landed back on an iPhone and haven't looked back. So you'd have to pay me and I would switch. But of my own volition, I would not switch from iOS back to Android. I cannot in good faith recommend the previous Pixel 4. But the 4A actually seems pretty good as a budget But anyway, phone. those xCloud accessories actually do kind of look cool. They're very reminiscent of the Nintendo Switch. And might, you know, if I... If they do ever become available and I if like the service ever becomes available on iOS, it would be interesting to actually play like a game on it like that. There's one with thumbsticks in the right place even. Maybe it'll fix oh, the rest yeah. of the Xbox brands. Xbox yeah, it's just that, that eight bit one, right? Yeah. No, there was another one too. 
I'm surprised the design lab controllers don't actually let you change the placement of them. That feels like that would be the next logical step. Is like if you really are just like make your own controller, like just let them let people yeah let, make their own controller. The yeah, thing is, they're not going to do that though because the sticks are already in the right spot. I wish PlayStation did it. I mean, they should charge like fifty bucks extra if you're going to be a heathen, but you know, like let Fair. people do it. I could not play. I tried to play Halo on XCloud with a DualShock. It it was not right, and I had to get an Xbox controller for that reason. But I think we can move on into its raining deals. I grabbed a couple this week, and if you guys have anything else, you can throw them in. But right now, Final Fantasy VII Remake is on sale mm. for just under $55 in Canada. I feel like, I don't know, if we're going to highlight a it's deal, this feels like one of the like best games of the choice. year. It's on sale for 34% off. I agree. So it's worth checking out if you haven't gotten to it yet. As well, the Lego Marvel Collection, which is Lego Marvel Superheroes, Lego Marvel's Avengers, and Lego Marvel Superheroes 2 are all on sale for 75% off. And in Canada, that'll run you about $20. Is that on all platforms? Uh, uh, it's on PlayStation for sure is where I pulled it from. You'd have to verify for other platforms. Both uh, of these I found on PlayStation. Just to go over those, two of the three of those games are really easy Platinums. They require a little bit of time, but they're fun Platinums to put into. The other one has some pain in the ass stuff to get the Platinum. Which is the <laughs> easy one? Is it the, the not Avengers, right? It's Superheroes 2? Yeah, or... Superheroes 2 is the harder one because they put oh, all these okay. extra challenges in it that you have to do. So there, it's just like it's there's another layer that makes it much more complicated to get the um, to get the platinum. But uh, I had a lot of fun getting the platinum for um, both of them. And uh, Greg Miller does the voice of Army Hammer. In... Uh, they all 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 the kind of funny guys do voices no. in the second one. Uh, Killian, he does the voice of Killian, right? Lego Marvel Avengers, it's Killian. Killian, yeah, that's right. And you get a trophy that says Beyond yeah. when you, uh, which is him. great. Yep. Um, yeah, because I own I own Superheroes One and Avengers on PlayStation. I'm I'm close to the Avengers plat. Uh, the Lego Marvel Superhero was the first platinum I got on PS4. Yep. Both games are great. I own the second one on the Switch. It's also great. So if you're interested in Lego games at all, if you have kids or just want to have a good time in a complete marvel avengers package that's probably the place to do it yep i agree and i think with oh that, wait i've got a deal okay i didn't write it down uh get fall guys if you have ps plus because it's free yeah that's quite that, the deal please. just putting it out there so yes i'm just putting this out there um when we had the conversation the other week about ketchup mm -hmm. on mac and cheese it really hit home like i was really disappointed mm -hmm. with the way that that went and it, i I just I can't believe there's so many people that are opposed to the best way to eat craft dinner. Um, and I I came here for you guys. I knew you needed me for the news. You needed uh -huh. me to host this, but I I don't know how much longer I can do this. I'm I'm being dead serious here. I got to take a minute, regroup, and honestly, I don't know if I'm gonna be back. This is all very sudden. I wish I'm you sorry. had told us beforehand. I'm so happy you finally came to this decision. Now for time for our podcast to actually get good. Yeah. Well, you know what? Press Y Y Z after dark. If nobody was going to replace him here, I would have put the picture of the frowny ketchup mac and cheese from last week. Hi, guys. Hello. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's coming back. Oh, he's back. I forgot my oh. phone. Oh, God. <laughs> he's upset. That didn't work. Hey, hey, Mitch, hold on. Did you run I the ad before you left? This is what... This is why you can't cut this out, Alex. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this was your advertisement. Advertisement. Like, this, if you're, 
this is a, uh, an advertisement for this podcast. If you don't want to subscribe after that, then I don't know what will make you want to subscribe. That was very excellent. <laughs> so, hello. Yeah. Wow. Mitch you. just abandoned us. What? Yeah. What's? What are we gonna do? I guess we're I gonna know. we're gonna work together to build him a computer. <laughs> That's what it says in the doc. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not totally certain so how, how this is gonna go, but we'll figure it out as we go along. Okay. If if we're gonna build help, if we're gonna see, I feel like Mitch. I, I know that the whole point is that Mitch is not supposed to be here, but I still feel like he needs to be guiding us in some fashion. He can't just. Oh be no, we're building a potato from the rest of this episode. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. Intel Pentium. You know what I was thinking oh, the other day? They should bring the Pentium name back. Oh yeah, they, yeah for it, dude. You're getting Adele. So for those who are unaware, the the new voice that you're hearing is Carmen, Mitch's fiance. Hello, everybody. Welcome Hi, to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for coming to my birthday back in March. Oh yeah, no problem. It was a lot of fun. It was actually our last time out. Yeah, it was. Actually, like, at a restaurant. So. Yeah. Uh, All right. So, I guess, uh, listeners have heard your name on the podcast before. Um, just quickly, how long have you known Mitch, and how long have you been engaged? Give us a, a quick, you know, 30-second rundown on that. Uh, so, I've known Mitch since uh, 2008. So, we're 16. We met in driving school at, in high school. Oh, That's wow. That's actually how we met. Um, and we've been together, it'll be 10 years, um, a week after our wedding, which is very, very close and <laughs> very nerve wracking right now because of everything that's going on. Yep. Um, and, uh, we've been engaged for mm. two years. So it'll be two years, uh, September, this, September 5th. Wow. Sixth. Mm. September 6th. Sorry. So yes. Okay. So we, we've been told that. You are being kind enough to allocate some funds for him to build a computer. Is is this true? That is his wedding gift. Yes. That is his wedding gift. So it's a nice wedding gift for uh, a big nerd. Yes, exactly. That's (laughs) I was like, I don't know if I can say that on this. (laughs) Don't worry, we can all make fun of him. No problem. We make fun of him a lot. Okay, Sorry, so he's yeah. in the kitchen, as you can see the light. <laughs> yes. Classic Mitch. Yeah. So okay, so I guess I guess where we need to start to help you out with this at the moment is um, how much is Mitch worth to you? <laughs> well, I think we've capped it. What what do we cap it at? Two. Whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. How much does <laughs> computer actually cost? It depends okay. what we're doing with the computer. It's completely scalable. So the computer that I custom built earlier this year cost me about 1500 But with, like, my new keyboard, for example, uh, with, like, my new mouse, with all that, like, extra stuff that you don't necessarily count as part of the chassis, okay, so, it was yeah, about 2000 Like 2500 each? Oh, right? okay, yeah. Yeah, that's a good amount. Yeah. Okay. So it yeah. actually um, gives a whole lot of wiggle room to yeah uh, from what they 
the little bit that I was doing before the podcast. <laughs> and so this, that's okay. actually like this needs to include a monitor as well, right? Yeah, Mitt. Well, I I did hear Mitch say at one point that he had hoped to include at least one monitor in this yep. setup. Um, okay, so mm. it's it sounds like I've taken the lead on this at the moment, even though I'm. I'm not probably the most knowledgeable when it comes to PC building, but I'll, I'll toss it over to Alex in a sec. So, okay. um, Carmen, do you have the run of show doc open on the computer there? Oh, it's yeah, the show doc. Yeah. 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 Okay, so there's there's a link under there, under the tots, where Carmen builds a Mitch a PC, called, yeah. the second link called Logical in- Increments. I want you to open that link up. Oh, here he comes. So... <laughs> At this point, he should just, like, stay right there but not have the headphones on. Yeah, that's fine. We need, like, a beeper or a bell. So, okay, so first things first, you're going to see a little drop-down menu where it says uh, the country uh, there, and you're just going to want to make sure you change that to Canada. Um, And then you're going to see kind of like this rainbow on the screen here, right? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. So that's going to give us kind of a, a window as to where to look here um, in terms of pricing. This is something that I used years ago when I built my own uh, computer, which I, a couple years after that, fried, uh, sadly. Um, but I, I think this will give us a good a good place to start. So um, that being said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand this over to uh, you, Alex, at this point. Because okay. you're you're more you're you're able to be a little more technical here. For those of you who can't see what's going on on screen, can you explain what logical? Yeah. Okay. So it's 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 a website where somebody who the the person who runs this website has gone ahead and found. It may not be like necessarily everybody's first choice for for parts or whatever, but he he built computers not didn't build these computers but sourced kind of sourced these parts to different you know places to to buy them for you know kind of to get you the best deal here um but also to the best try i'm stumbling over my words a good build to try and get you the best bang for your buck here when it comes to computer parts um and you're when you click on any one of these things in the rainbow things here it's going to open up and just kind of give you a list of parts from the graphics card the case the the cpu the 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 amount of ram that you you're going to want um the the power supply you're going to need and and just all of those to just build the computer this list here doesn't have room for a uh doesn't doesn't have monitors and stuff on it but you know we can get to that in a bit Okay, so, so all right. if we're... Oh, do you have something to say, Nathan? No, I was just going to say uh, we should start talking about the parts and where we want to put Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I was going to say. And I think we should probably start with the CPU, just because the CPU yep. then kind of determines motherboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, I, I mean, you know, even though he's not here, I was literally talking to him before the podcast, and he was talking about how um, he was probably wanting to do a Ryzen 7. A Ryzen 7? Yeah, and I think that gives him because it's eight core. It's an eight core. So what you can write down is an AMD Ryzen seven, uh, thirty thirty seven hundred X three point six GHZ. Yeah, I I think the AMD processor is the way to go, and the 
uh, Ryzen mm-hmm. Seven is probably the for th- what we're building probably makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it's also it it gives him the flexibility if he wants to stream and if he wants to potentially do any uh, like content creation, like if he wants to like export something in Adobe Premiere, it's all possible as well as being a very very good gaming. Uh, gaming CPU, so it gives him a lot of wiggle room in what he can and can't do with it. Good flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. So agree. From there, it would be so motherboards are where I was kind of running into a little bit of trouble, just because they're so because the motherboard and the the CPU have to go ha- together. They have to match. Yeah. Does he need yeah. Wi-Fi? No, he has Wi-Fi. No. Oh, like, okay. Did... Will this computer need Wi-Fi? Like, do you do, think? Is it is it the computer currently hardwired in? Um, no. Uh, yeah. So Wi-Fi is, is probably needed. Wi-Fi is probably helpful. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I recommend okay. the board I got? For uh, mate. D- yes. Did you get the same uh CPU? Uh, Here, I got I have, a Ryzen have... five, but they should be the same. Whatever. Tell me what it is, and I because I have the PC part picker up right now, and PC part picker does the automatic um, compatibility. compatibility. Oh, so okay. if you can let me know what it's called, I can see if it works. Yeah, it was the MSI B450. B450. Um, carbon or gaming carbon Pro Max, Max Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Yeah. Okay. Add. Yep. Compatibility is good. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that that car or that motherboard should be good. Uh, did you get that, Carmen, or do you, would you like me to repeat that? From there, um, so yep. from there, CPU cooler. Uh, I would recommend a water cooling uh, radiator. So for your seven hundred, yeah. Ooh, it's it's water all, cooling like built in. Like you literally don't have to like put water in it. It's all already in yep. the thing. You just have to you just have to mount it. I um, see. Okay. See, I did. Uh, I I just used fans for the PC that I built. But I mean, if the water is all built in, yeah. then I mean, yeah, I'd say go for it. Yeah, it literally, it's the same. It's literally the same concept. You just mount the the fans to wherever you choose inside your case, and then the like the water is already in the tubes, and you just put the uh, the cooling thing on top of the P- like on top of the CPU like you would any other cooler. So, yeah, the Corsair ICUE H100i is is uh I mean, I I have a Corsair one myself and they're a very consistent brand and the the price that you're paying for it is probably like is probably the how you'd want to go with that cuz you don't really want to skimp on that because if you do uh I've I've heard stories on like the the PC Mastery subreddit of oh my my water cooler leaked and now they're my PC got flooded okay. mm-hmm. so you want to you want to go a little bit more expensive with that so from there we can jump into the RAM I kind of just chose uh, so Corsair Vengeance RGB Pro 32 gigs now why do you choose I 32 gigs over just the plain 16 out of curiosity. So I asked Mitch okay. how much he wanted, and he said, like, 16 would be the lowest he would okay. go. And because of, like, the price range and how I was kind of balancing it, I was like, this works. And, you know, it, it's DDR4 as well, so it's, like, it's real fast memory, yep. which is good. Um, so from there, we can do storage. 
I was kind of because I was thinking that this had to be in the two thousand price range, so I kind of went. So I did a, a Western Digital Blue one terabyte two point five solid state drive. Now, are we going to do just a solid state drive, or are we also going to do a non-solid state drive as well? Yeah, like a two terabyte. See, that's what I'm thinking should be the case now. Yeah. I was thinking like if he with, with the price range, if it's like if he only could have the one hard drive, you want it to be an SSD. And so, like, but because of that, we can add, let me see if I can find, like, just a, a very solid one. This one. Uh, okay. Okay, so the next hard drive is a Seagate Barracuda 4 terabyte 3.5, 5,400 RPM internal hard drive. Now, Alex, um, what's... Should we do an SSD, uh, like a standard SSD, or an uh, NVMe? Um, there, there's a, cr a crucial... What? I can't... Yeah. Oh, those those are the ones that go into the PCI, the PCI ports. Yeah. Right? yeah. So the, the reason why I didn't do that is because yeah. one of the... I think, AJ, you were about to say it, so I'm sorry I cut you off. But the one of the stipulations that Mitch has with this computer is that he is getting a capture card from, from TJ, our private Jeebus, okay. mm. and it requires an extra PCI slot. But they're, they're so, not a standard PCI slot they take. They have uh, special M2 they, slots oh. on the motherboard. Um, oh, okay. So in fact, actually, I can put. I have one on my motherboard. There's a spot for a second one that I can put in. It's not a standard PCI slot. It's an M.2 okay. slot. Okay, so maybe so it might be worth if you don't mind pulling that up. It might be worth swapping the Western Digital for that one. Mm -hmm. uh, my capture card is a PCI E slot. Yeah, the, uh, PCI no, Express. I think he's just, just watching uh, this instead of just you know being he's here. Just type. No, no, no. He's sitting. He's sitting. Is he in playing? The kitchen, is he playing Fall Guys? His, uh, I swear to God, pouting to himself. Yeah. Okay. About ketchup and craft yes. dinner. Probably no, eating some craft no. dinner with ketchup. <laughs> what do you make, curry? Well, he's crying. He's yeah. Red lentil and sweet potato curry. Red lentil and sweet potato curry. It's fucking delicious. Yeah. This is what he just shared with us. Okay. I wish I made craft dinner. <laughs> Yeah, what? What did he? Why did he link this? What is this? I don't know. What if is this power here, line? He ask him what. It to us, Carmen, can you ask him what this power line adapter link? starter kit is that he linked? <laughs> what is, what's this uh, power line adapter starter kit thing that you linked? It's to. Uh, you don't have to use Wi-Fi that way. Oh, so you don't have to use Wi-Fi. That way, supposedly. Yeah. Mm. I don't think that really changes the build as much. The other nice thing about the Wi-Fi boards is that they include Bluetooth <laughs> as well. I might have to buy this myself. Um, yeah, because my, my motherboard doesn't have onboard Wi-Fi. Um, I made sure I got one with so, Wi-Fi. Um, because you can uh, get a Western Digital Blue one for $149, and it's an M.2 slot. I'm looking at right up here. Okay. Um, so I would I would go with that one. Okay, so uh, so you can so you can cross out the um, the Western Digital Blue one that I said, and okay. then what Nathan is about to say is the one that oh. you can replace. Yes, I just it's also Western out. Digital Blue, but it's an uh, <laughs> it's a different Western Digital too because it's a completely different size here. Um, here, if I just copy and paste it into the group, I think Cozy can put a picture up. There. Yeah, that's. Let's see. 
Absolutely. Is yeah. there a specific this is number? Riveting podcast. I mean, we're getting pretty <laughs> good oh numbers gosh, on Twitch right now. Are we? We appreciate we appreciate every single one of you who is listening to this. Oh, we are. We're getting great Twitch Twitch numbers. So yeah, so okay. that will just plug right into the motherboard. It's got a little spot, and there's a shield on the motherboard that covers over top of it. Yeah. So, um, and they're faster than your standard SSDs because of how they plug in. Are we confident though that Mitch can handle? This? I yeah, hope so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I knew barely anything yeah. about building I mean, a PC when I made mine, and I I managed. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not as like it's it's daunting to think about, but once yeah, you like. like get into it it's very as somebody who's really scared and did it recently i actually did very very well uh, like i i was really impressed with how well i did it and i want to come um uh blah, 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 help him build it because i want to build more pcs sure come on over <laughs> yeah it is fun so the last time i did it was uh four years ago and i am so i'm i want to do it again so badly yeah yeah all right um so next Next, we can jump to video cards, which is probably one of the more important. Oh, sorry, guys. No rush. Uh, just one thing. Mm-hmm. What's the Western Digital Blue? What's it? What's the number it, attached to that one? Uh, M.2. Uh, just close it. 2280 solid state drive. One terabyte. Yeah. 2280 solid state drive. Yeah. Also, unfortunately, the way that PC parts are kind of they're very much all over the place. So you might need to look in a couple of places. Amazon is pretty good. There's also Canada computers is another no, really okay. good place. Okay. Memory express, memory, memory express. express. It's a company. Out West. The next one. Yeah. They um, price match everything. You can price match easily, easily off their website. So yeah. just do all your price matching for everybody uh, through all the things there and yeah. just have them send it to all to you. That way you're not sh- shopping off multiple sites. Right. I was more just, I was more just worried about the um, because we're not looking in one specific place. We're kind of using like an, uh, a place that kind of brings all the parts together. It might be. Yep. I was just more worried about the stock of all of these. Oh yeah, that could be a problem. There is one in Hamilton. They're opening one in London soon as well. You know when COVID stops being a pain in the ass. Yeah. So, yeah. so this next piece is the video card, which is very important. It's probably like. It's going to be the one of the most important things in the entire build, um, and so the, like MSI GeForce RTX twenty seventy, the MSI part is not as important as just the GeForce RTX twenty seventy. Do you want is, the twenty seventy or would you like a twenty seventy S? Is there a what's what is what's uh, I don't know. S is for super. Yeah, I don't know what the the I don't know what the main difference between the the super is. If it like, is it worth the the price to performance? I'm not entirely sure. Um, I'm gonna lo- I'm gonna look up and see how much a super costs. Cause yeah, they're about like they're like you add an extra like at least an extra hundred bucks, bare minimum depending on which manufacturer you go with. So I don't know if the yeah. price to performance is exceptionally that much different so i would say like when when you're looking um sort of look as long as it's like a geforce rtx 2070 the manufacturer for it is not as important i would say i don't i can't i don't know of like one that is particularly worse than the other 
Um, One of my philosophies when it comes to a graphics card is I like the ones with the three fans on them because more fans equals more cooling usually. So that's just my take. That's, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Um, so cases, um, I didn't, I mean, the main thing you're looking for with the case is that you want it to be an ATX mid-tower case because you probably don't want it to be huge. Um, mid, mid-tower is a good size. Well, I just want to say quickly, I noticed that the case that you chose doesn't have RGB on it, which for those not in the know, RGB just means that it has colorful, flashy lights that make your thing look real cool if it's on stream. So again, I asked Mitch what his thoughts were on RGB, and he told me he doesn't love it, he doesn't hate it, and he also, like, if he could have the option not to have it, but it doesn't matter if the price... Mm. Performance is better, yeah. Okay, so I'm just putting not to add it because if he doesn't see, I'm in a weird space where I love the RGB on my computer. My uh, chassis has RGB on it, but unfortunately, I can barely see much of the chassis because the way that my desk is set up, the location that it's put in my desk, a lot of it is covered up. I'd say that. Yeah, if you can show it off on stream, then like you definitely want to shell out for some RGB. But if not, it's probably not that important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and Mitch is no, gonna so have it'd this, be like right under the desk. That motherboard yeah. has some RGB on it. The the RAM, um, RAM sticks you has RGB. The cooler has some RGB on it. Yeah, and if so. he really wants it, we can tell him about like you can buy specific yeah, case a few fans. fans. Yeah, that have RGB. Yeah. So I've still got to buy some fans to put in mine. Yeah. that I want to bring in. Yeah, or just get an just get an uh, LED light strip. Like there's there's plenty of options if he yep. changes his mind. So the case is a P H A N T E K S. I think that's Fantex Eclipse P three hundred A Mesh ATX Mid Tower. I'm pretty sure that Fan. Let me know. I'm pretty sure that Fantex was a bionicle line at one point. Can you not just send this entire list to her afterwards? Oh, yeah. I will, yeah, I, I will definitely do that. Just, you know, we got to have the content for the, the podcast. We, we have to have That's the fair. conversation. That's fair. Okay. You're, like, these are the notes so far. Okay. So I'm almost down a page. Okay. So. All right. There's not too much left. Yeah. I will uh, I'll also add a monitor as well, just because now that we know that that is required. And I also know Make sure the monitor that. is uh, one millisecond. I, yeah, I was gonna ch- I was gonna choose a 1440 one millisecond uh, uh, 1440p monitor just because if you're Dude. getting a, if you're getting a 2070 get a 1440p you don't need yeah. 4k is too much but like 1080 is probably too little so next is the power supply which I decided to go with a Corsair RM 2019 750 watt 80 plus gold certified fully modular ATX power yeah. supply. This is the way to go, fully modular. Um, yeah. I mm-hmm. wish my power supply was modular. Um, not to mention that should give the extra power outputs for the um, uh, the uh, motherboard and the um, I can't even talk the motherboard and the graphics card. Yeah, should and we? the capture card and like it also it yeah. also the 750 is going to be like way more than enough for potential expansion because this is like this yeah. is a computer that you build and then you then 
in like a few years you take out a part and you replace it with something else like where it's like you just you can expand on the structure of right what so you've done for those not in the know fully modular as i understand it means that basically like there are no like preset wires sticking out of the back of the power supply you can plug in and plug out whatever wires you need to suit your power supply needs mm -hmm. it also just makes cable management so much easier yeah which, you don't yeah. need the cables you don't need which is should, awesome. Should mm -hmm. we consider putting a floppy disk drive in this? A like, no. hold on, a floppy no, disk I mean, drive? It's tempting. Yeah. You mean the save like, icon? Yeah. Like a five, a five and a quarter inch. Yeah, full, full floppy. Who doesn't enjoy a nice floppy? Uh, uh, I thought for a second drive. you meant like a CD drive, and I was like, eh, maybe. Well, do a full like CD drive too. I, Might as I well. Did I did. I did ask if he wanted an, an optical drive, and he did say no. Uh, yeah. So next after that is, is a next after that optical. is a copy of Windows 10. That's easy. It's easy. Yeah. Uh, finally, the monitor, uh, because we're not adding any other peripherals. So let me just look quickly and just see if I can get a. Uh, I hear good things continuously about these LG monitors. Uh, refresh rate. Let me go up to 144. And he did say, preferably 27 inch is what he would want if he's getting an nvidia card i think nvidia actually works with g-sync okay so what i would say looking at this right here is are we just getting him one or do we want to double up one. no uh i would say two okay you... two monitors okay because like the, the desk that i'm sitting at right now my work monitors are on it okay so and if that's the case then you how, how big do you think these are 20 24 yeah you can easily fit 27s on here okay so if that's the case then like you probably want like the one that you're going to use for like like you could probably be like one you know of the like the 2560 by 1440 and then you'd want then the next one be just like a regular standard 1080p one oh, these are because you're not oh, they're you're not using that for gaming 24? 25, 27. Um, okay they're 25 to 27 i'm trying to see they're the same mitch what is or you just want to be in the camera go spider-man <laughs> okay i'm trying to like i'm trying to see like what is like a, a good option that okay so i would say i just added it um i don't know if it's gonna save this is the asus tuf gaming vg 27 bq 27 inch 2560 times 1440 165 uh, monitor this is what I Could wish I had. Could you share a link to it? Yes, I will post that in just a second. I'll post the PC Part Picker link. Yeah, this is this is a monitor that I wish I would have. It's got G-Sync as well, okay. which will work with his the graphics card he's getting because it is uh, NVIDIA and that works. I, even though I think NVIDIA does actually work with AMD FreeSync, I think, I think it's the other way around that it doesn't work, but most monitors don't actually have G-Sync. And you could get this price match to 500 bucks instead of 540 at Memory Express, apparently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they'll beat it by 10% if there's a price difference. Oh. Okay. Interesting. I need to look into Memory, Memory Express. Express. <laughs> yeah, I got all my parts at uh, Canadian or Canada Computers like four years I ago. 
I was going to use them, but I had so many problems with their website and like trying to get stock because um, they a lot of stock in stores that said it was available, but not really because it's in stores and not in their main warehouse. Oh, okay. So it was a giant problem for me to try and find parts where when I contacted, when I did it all through Memory Express, they all shipped it to me They out of the communal warehouse. Um, and uh, my graphics card was actually an open box, which they called me to ask if that was okay. And I was like, I guess so. And they're like, and we'll give you an extra 10% off of it. I'm like, all right, sweet. As oh, long as it works. Yeah. They're like, we tested it. So, um, and when I messed up on my motherboard, because I realized I didn't get one with Wi-Fi and I would need Wi-Fi for it. Um, and I wanted Bluetooth into it. Um, I, I emailed them and they called me right uh, pretty quickly and we fixed, switched them out. So, very, like, just really good experience with Memory Express overall. Hey, Memory Express, we're always accepting sponsors, just an FYI. Mm. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, why not support the Canadian podcast? So, just with send that, us all computer parts. That'd be great. Yeah. So, with that, I think that kind of wraps it all up i think you know that's a pretty comprehensive list of everything you would need um with it's got the one monitor so far you can kind of figure out a second one after that but i think with that like that kind of fits almost into the price range and then depending on if you get it from like memory express it probably will fit at the end of the day in it so yeah do you have any questions for us or do you think because yeah so on, P on uh, pc parvicker the the total comes to 2760 oh, okay that's not bad at yeah. all and that's that's like and that's, that's like what i what that's I including the monitors and everything and windows 10 and, and, windows yeah. 10 and everything and this so. is also like this is like enthusiast level like you know this is yeah. something that this is an investment that you're making that you will not have to do anything for it for the next at least four years probably easy yeah like this is this is okay. like this is top of the line stuff like for for the price that you're paying this is pretty top of the line like if you wanted to go like if you spent like you'd have to spend like an extra like thousand dollars to get even just like a slight uh, like a slight boost on what performance you're, you're, boost yeah yeah, like the the price to performance at this point, like it falls off a cliff. So, thank you for uh, indulging us and letting us, you know, give you some advice on how to make Mitch happy. We should get like you on a regular yeah. ass regular podcast sometime, and figure that'd be that'd be figure cool. out how to do that. Yes. Sorry, guys, he's taking out the garbage now. <laughs> Is he going to take himself out with it? Apparently. I hope so. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess we have to, <laughs> to wrap up this show. Um, yeah. So thank you for listening to Press YYZ, uh, everyone in Twitch and on podcast services. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at Press YYZ. Uh, Cozy, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Kazina. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash live. We're actually going to be playing a bit of Fall Guys together on that Twitch channel in just a bit. So please go over there and stay tuned for that. Very exciting indeed. Uh, Nathan, where can people find you? Uh, follow me on Twitter at the underscore NMAC, as well as check out my reviews on ps4blog.net. I didn't get a chance to talk to him because uh, we were running out of time during the show. But I've got reviews for Scully, which is the neat little rolling platformer puzzle thingy that I played. 
and a really bullet hell deem, um, uh, pinball game called D called uh, Demon's Tilt, which is actually subtitled Occult Pinball Action. So Perfect. very interesting. AJ, where can people find you? You can find me all over the internet uh, at Times Hero, capital T, capital H. Okay. Carmen, do you want to plug Mitch? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Since he walked away, sure, no problem. (laughs) I mean, you can plug yourself. uh, You can find him. (laughs) Look, if he's into that, let's not shame him. No, I'm not shaming him. I'm just saying this, you know, Cozy's mom might be watching. That's true. We don't want to, yeah. Hey, Cozy's mom. Happy birthday. uh, You can find him on, like, uh, Mr. Mitch George on, I think, everywhere, and then mitch george on facebook and oh yes no i think it's mr mitch george on everything else yeah that if i'm not mistaken that is his handle and you can find me yeah the person who for some reason had to take over the podcast at the the very end um you can find me blatantly underscore alex on twitter blatantly alex on instagram i'm gonna be streaming because i now have the setup capable of doing that and i won't die of heat stroke at blatantly alex Ooh. on twitch and YouTube when I eventually make a video blatantly, Alex. Thank you for playing. Take care, guys.